Hey everybody, it's Luke here, and uh, this is our first podcast, I'm using air quotes, as far as uh, our members category goes, so we're going to try to put some members only podcasts together for you guys, give you some kind of in-depth stuff that I'm looking at, and uh, more in-depth training advice, things like that, so uh, so yeah, today's probably just really more of a, a test effort than anything, but uh I think this is a pretty good article here I wanted to, to go over with you. I think it makes sense for a lot of, a lot of our athletes. Uh, many of you uh, know, this, know the, uh, the uh, benefits of strength training and things like that, but I think we also get to a point in the marathon training where whew, it's a lot going on. And, and uh, this article, I think, will shed some light on, on some things, especially for those like um, I recently had an interaction with uh, not one of my athletes, but another one of our coached athletes, and and uh, they were just they were tapering for a race, and you know it kind of struck me as like oh I just can't strength train um, right now, and it's just really eating at me. It's like yeah, I mean I get it, but like it just seems kind of uh, aggressive, I guess. Like uh, you know what are you what are you strength training for? Uh, I'm sure you'll be okay if you don't do it for uh, a couple weeks here. So um, so I just found that interesting and I don't know how many people are out there in the same boat, but I do know that a lot of you want to strength train, but I also know that that last six weeks of marathon training is pretty brutal. And so um, I found this was interesting and it just came across my uh, my wavelength here. So it is, uh, it's from Sports Performance Bulletin. They're like, I think they're out of the UK maybe. Um, I subscribe to them, but it's not, I always get a, uh, um, a fee for uh, transferring currencies, but uh, but it's sports performance. They write on everything, soccer, running, everything. Um, but it's really good stuff. This is called uh, "Cut Your Losses: Strength Detraining Truths," and it's by Tyler Hamilton, who I believe is the main the main guy over there. Um, but uh, basically, starts off. You know, we know him for 25 years. Strength training offers a lot of stuff. Things like increased resilience for stronger muscles, increased ability of stronger athletes to perform when intense bursts of speed or power are needed. For us, that would be like a mid-race burst or a, a, that last uh, last little kick there. Um, but the benefits also extend to boosting muscle efficiency or muscle economy, which we hear a lot more about uh, as uh, as time goes on. Improved muscle economy is vital is a vital component of endurance performance, allowing athletes to perform at sub-maximal pace for less oxygen and energy cost, right? So we're, we're running faster and we're using less relative uh, oxygen and, and energy, therefore reducing accumulated fatigue, boosting performance in long distance events. So we know all that, we're pretty well aware of that. Um, so, you know, strength most definitely improves endurance, but how long do the benefits of strength endure once strength training is ceased. So this plays into part for us, for, for those who are strength training, maybe that last six weeks, they're really into the, to that we're into the peak mileage, we're into the peak vo uh, volume of workouts, intensity is the highest, you know, relative to what we're doing. Um, and so we might not be as consistent with strength training. And honestly, if you follow along, like in the Marathon Mastery courses, I've added some strength lessons and I actually turned that into a mini course for strength training. And I talk a lot, I talk about that a little bit too, how like Jay Deshari, who's probably my main influence for strength training, 
really just shies away from from general strength training the last six weeks of a race. I don't really know how that translated for marathon training because a lot of times when, the, when you read that stuff, they're talking more about, you know, recreational 5K and 10K runners or even elite level runners, but not necessarily marathoners. And I've never quite gotten straight answers on what you should do for marathoners. Um, but he says you should actually that last six weeks shift away from like general strength training and heavier lifting to more plyo based, so more movement based stuff, faster stuff to get the um, the uh, well, it's gonna be more for tendons and ligaments than it is muscle fibers, but it really kind of boosts that um, uh, that part of the strength component, I should say. So I've always wondered that, but um, so this is really looking at what happens if you stop lifting the last six weeks of. Uh, of a, of a segment and so it's using uh, cyclists for sure um, dearly I'm just looking here to see what else I should add in here so nearly all the past research on detraining is focused on fitness declines following a long break or layoff for example after the off season or as a result of an injury let's face it few athletes are willing to participate in studies where hard hard-won fitness gains are deliberately sacrificed in order to satisfy the curiosity of scientists even when their detraining studies have been conducted, most of them have primarily investigated the effects of detraining on aerobic endurance. A few studies have focused on strength losses and associated performance effects. So what is lacking in the scientific literature, therefore, is the effects of strength training losses and the consequences on performance following a break from strength training. Particularly lacking is data on how relatively short break in strength training during the competitive season affects strength and performance over the following days and weeks. This information would be very useful to know. Strength training requires time and energy commitments that would otherwise be spent on other aspects of training. If a short break from strength work does not result in the significant performance declines, athletes would could use this fact to drop strength work from their training program in the run-up to an important event or competition while still retaining the benefits of accrued research accrued in earlier weeks. So, uh, although there is little effects on detraining, two new, two new studies published, published earlier this month provide valuable insights into this aspect. So, in one study, looked at nine males, well-trained and fit competitive cyclists, average uh, VO2 max of around 66 mLs per kg per minute, every, and they were enrolled in a 14-week study. During the first eight weeks, the cyclists performed periodized resistance training targeting leg and core muscles as a supplement to their normal endurance training. Before and after this initial eight-week period, a number of performance parameters issued were measured to the extent of gains produced by the strength training. These included maximal leg extensor power, uh, maximal voluntary contraction, rate of force development, long-duration cycling performance, and average peak power output during a five-minute cycling time trial and then after the eight weeks the competitive season began the cyclists stopped all the strength training they simply continued on with their normal cycling six weeks into the competitive season the tests were repeated to see how much the strength related benefits produced in the initial eight weeks were actually still there all right so key findings of the study were after eight weeks of the initial the of they did the regular training and the strength training Leg extensor power rose by 12%, uh, maximal voluntary contraction increased by 15%, rate force production uh, increased by 17%. Importantly for cycling performance, the five minute max power increased by a whopping 7%, which is actually big for um, 
endurance, uh, competitive, competitive endurance athletes. So then after the 14 weeks, so this is six weeks after they stopped the strength training, leg extensor power in RFD declined significantly compared to the week eight week mark. However, the training induced gains from the five minute max cycling and the MVC, so the maximum voluntary contraction were retained all the way through the 14 week mark. So what this shows us is because essentially what that shows us is that they could focus on endurance training alone after the for the last six weeks leading up to a competition. And by doing so, they will retain the key strength benefits previous of the previous strength work while staying fresher and having more time to sharpen up their endurance fitness as the competition approaches. So that's pretty interesting. So then this goes on to some pure strength stuff, but it doesn't really... And pertain to us. So I thought that was very interesting, right? So if we are, say we're in the 18-week marathon program or half marathon program, and we get to that point, we all know that that last six to eight weeks uh, are the most tough, right? And then, so do we really want to continue on with strength training as far as that goes? Um, the question is if we don't, or if you're just not as consistent with it, it's not going to be that big of a deal you're still going to retain what you need to perform well um i wish i would have looked at the they probably didn't do it because they were in the competitive so it sounds like but performances were fine but it would have liked to see what they showed for the long duration cycling performance a two hour sub max at 55 percent max power that would have been interesting to see how that improved um but you know i think you know it's something to take into heart that we don't necessarily need to be consistent with it uh, that last six weeks. It's really what we're doing up to that point. And again, that was only eight weeks. So if you start that now and you build that into the, the small blocks of time you take off to get through the meat of your training schedule and recover, uh, you're, you're not going to lose everything, right? In fact, performance is going to maintain and maybe even improve by a little break. And if it's one thing that saves you from overtraining and going too far over the edge, then then that's not bad either, right? So, uh, but I just found that interesting because that's I've been looking at strength training a lot, and like I said with uh, Jay Deshari, he says stop six weeks out from your main competitions as well. But he kind of shifted the focus over to more uh, power to uh, plyometric type of stuff, which you know works a different uh, a different aspect of it. But um, you know, so maybe that's something that you look into doing. But um, overall. I think it just gives us uh, reassurance that, you know, like if we're tired and we don't necessarily do strength training two or three times a week and it maybe goes down to zero to one times a week for the last month and a half of the schedule, it's not going to, uh, it's not going to be our excuse for having a poor performance if we do have one. So, but again, I found that interesting and uh, yeah, we'll see where this takes us. And I think, but I think it just shows too that, um, there's a lot of gray area with performance too, right? So um, a lot of it's a lot of it really is mental. Like we think that if we don't do something day in and day out that we've become accustomed to, um, that uh, we're going to lose everything, right? And so um, I think just keep that in mind. And then flip side, I don't want you to say, "Well, well I can be consistent the whole time." It's it's really putting in that work um, leading up to that point, so that when the time comes you can afford to take that time off if you're really in the heart of training and need just kind of a little bit extra recovery from something and or you just can't quite fit it in like if you're doing three workouts a week it's sometimes tough to fit in something that's a, a dedicated strength workout 
over that last six weeks because you're already doing so much as far as running goes. So, um, yeah, we can we can just kind of feel comforted in knowing that uh, we'll more than likely be okay. So, all right, so that's it for this one, and uh, hopefully there's many more to come. Hopefully you got something out of this, and uh, I will talk to you later. All right, bye-bye.